Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the dough, where Cash is queen and we hardly know her, but we're still here figuring her out together because y'all, season two is here. Hosted every week by me, X Maya. Remember me? I'm going to be talking to all types of people about their relationship to money. I'm talking to reality stars, entrepreneurs, financial experts, and even some of my own friends. Basically, anyone who will get real with me about their dollars, how they make money, how they spend it, and how they save it. Because I'm trying to retire early, people. Season two of The Dough is out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Lemonada. During the Christmas season, more than 80 million people tune in and watch a Hallmark movie. Now, you know, most people like them. It's big city executive returns to their small town for the holidays, rekindling a relationship with a childhood sweetheart, maybe rediscovering the true meaning of Christmas. At my house, we are addicted. My wife has them on 24 hours a day. And for years, these familiar and predictable movies have filled people with warmth and holiday cheer. Why are these cliche storylines such a big hit? How has Hallmark managed to stay the king or queen of Christmas movies? Here to chat with me today about the joys of Cable Flix is Bran and Dan, the hosts of Deck the Hallmark podcast. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you oh for having goodness. us. Thank what an you honor. so, so much for having us. This is a blast. We're excited to be here. I got to tell you, not only do we watch Hallmark movies 24 hours a day in my house, but we also listen to your podcast every week, and it is such a great companion. Thank you. That's the goal. <laughs> the goal is to be able to be listened to by people who watch the movies or don't watch the movies. Right. We try to make it as easy as possible to get you in the door and hopefully give you a festive good time. So I'm glad that it's working for you. <laughs> it's very effective because Natalie, she watches them all. Sometimes I miss one, and I love the recaps that you guys do so that I don't have to actually watch The Nine Lives of Christmas, for example, <laughs> nine times, you know, to get save, it. You save really give yourself, us the catch up. Save yourself the 84 minutes. Bran does that synopsis in like you know, five minutes, and it's pretty much the movie. So that helps everybody. So for folks who haven't listened to Deck the Hallmark podcast, just tell them a little bit about it. What can they expect? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we're we not revolutionizing any game here. We uh, we review Hallmark Christmas movies. The stakes could not be lower. Uh, but we do kind of have a, a flow and a structure to it. So each episode, you'll get a synopsis. Uh, we'll give you our hot take, what we thought about it. We'll give you an all-the-feels moment that uh, stuck out to us. It's something that gave us some Christmas feels. And then we'll poke a little fun. We'll talk about the wait what's of a movie, the things that didn't make sense, the classic moments that uh, people... People like looking out for when they watch these movies and then a what the hallmark uh, part of the show where we, uh, you know, 
dream. Maybe uh, some things that we still have questions about, like, did they end up together? How is it going to work out if they live halfway across the country? Whatever, stuff like that. And that's the show. Every single episode, same thing. And so, uh, but I, but I, <laughs> you make I, it sound like you hate your job. No, you no, no. Job, right? I think it works out really that's well. It's every uh, week. It's the same. It's but like, that's life's the, meaningless. <laughs> and we're, one day we're all going to take the big nap. But that's the thing about Hallmark <laughs> movies that people like is that it's the kind of the same thing every movie. And so we've uh, leaned into that a little bit with and the. I will say this: the other thing you need to know is that I hate the movies. So, right. I, like, Brand loves them. That's true. He's a big fan. We have for the Hallmark movies. We have Brian. We also do Netflix and Lifetime. We have hosts kind of that join us from around the country in that third chair. But regardless, Brand loves them and I hate them. And so there's a a good level of like good natured bickering and, um, but it's fun. Like it's a fun. We hope to bring joy and it's it's crazy and their characters and voices and at the end of the day it, it is we bring ourselves a lot of joy but because we laugh throughout the thing and it's a miracle to me that anyone listens and every time I hear someone like say that they listen I'm like this is fantastic it's like a world we share and I didn't know it so it's a fun time it is a fun time and Hallmark is known for their meet cute when the characters meet in a very cute way and I wanted to know how did you guys meet Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, I had my coffee in my hand. We bumped into <laughs> we each bumped other. We bumped into coffee each other. Us. Went everywhere. Uh, no, we both worked at a, a school. Um, I taught history, and I was a principal, upper school principal. Like I spent sixteen years in education, and Brand spent two. Um, he, quote unquote yeah, teaching. Uh, he, uh, it was not for him, yeah. but we met and we were at a small private school and, uh, we kind of like, I taught high school, he taught middle school and we met, but they needed some chaperones for the senior trip to Costa Rica. And somehow we were both, you know, Bram was single. I was married, no kids. And we got, uh, we both got roped into going for this 10 day trip to Costa Rica. And next thing you know, we pretty much had to be fast friends or we'd, we'd have killed each other. And, <laughs> and so we spent 10 days in Costa Rica and the rest is history. Uh, it's been 10 years of brand having ideas and me telling him why they're bad. And that's been, that's been our friendship for 10 straight years. It's true. Well, and some of Brand's ideas that you disagree with are the fact that Hallmark movies are fantastic. So brand, what is it that you love about Hallmark movies? I, well, it started as uh, just a pure love of Christmas, which I hold to this day. I've been obsessed with Christmas uh, since I was a kid. I think like a lot of kids, you you are fascinated and you look forward to Christmas uh, and the whole season. But for most people, you grow up and it's like, yay, Christmas is here, but you don't think about it a lot. Like I think about it a lot. And uh, when I found out uh, probably like you know nine and 10 years ago that there was a channel that switched to Christmas movies at Halloween and like did it 24 seven. I was hooked. Like I didn't care if they were good or not. The fact that there was a lot of Christmas lights on screen from sun up to sundown, like I was in, um, and, uh, they, and then like, you know, people started to watch them, watch the movies and talk about them. And I wanted to talk to some friends about it. And so ultimately that's how the podcast started, but it, it, it really is just my love of Christmas that keeps me going. It wasn't until I started the podcast that I watched a non-Christmas Hallmark movie. I wasn't, like, I think like a lot of people, you just assume that Hallmark 
it does Christmas movies and then they're like off air the rest of the year. <laughs> like it's like the the colors on the screen that's just beeping for uh, 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 10 months. <laughs> no, they make other movies. And so that was news to me. Uh, but I do kind of adore those as well now that I'm uh, firmly in the the Hallmark uh, world. I've, I've grown to love those and the people that make them uh, makes a, a, a ton of fun. Dan, what do you hate about Christmas movies or what do you hate about Hallmark? Um, yeah, so I think the, the tough thing here is, is that over the, we've been doing this podcast, this is our fifth season, which is wild. Um, and when we started it, I had never seen, I minored in film in college, which makes me just that annoying film guy, like not a film snob, not a film expert, just the annoying guy who like, is like, I like movies enough to reference things. And Brand knew that, and so that was why he wanted me to do this. And I remember watching the first one we ever watched, which was Rocky Mountain Christmas uh, with Christopher Palaha, Lindy Booth. And I had to, like, take breaks. <laughs> so, like, I legitimately had to watch it, like, 25 minutes. And then I would just be like, got to put this away. Got to breathe through it a little bit. Like, cleanse my palate with, like, you know, an episode of The Sopranos or something. And then, watch like... some Citizen Kane before you're back to the candy that's canes. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's right. That's right. Casablanca, like, French New Wave cinema. And then back for another 25 minutes. No, so I... Like, I watched the first one in three segments. And come to find out, Rocky Mountain Christmas in the world of Hallmark Christmas movies is one of the better ones. Like, it's not a bad... Like, of these movies, it's not a bad one. And so... I I think initially because I love movies, like I, before COVID, I was going to the movie theater 120 times a year, like just going on a late night show after my family goes to bed. And like, I love just being in the movie theater and, and even if it's a bad movie and I was just offended as someone that watches movies regularly at, at what was going on here. And, and the fact that there was, you know, there's no, there's no hot chocolate in that mug. There's six lights on that tree. No one knows how to bake a thing. Like, and, and so it took me a little while to get over myself. Uh, that, that is the God's honest truth. I don't like these movies anymore, but we've come to know everyone that's involved in them. And I, I'll at least appreciate what this is, which is the artistry of making a moment and doing it in 15 days, right? They have 15 days to film this entire movie and then slap it up on the screen. And occasionally they'll find like some actual magic in there somewhere. And so, yeah, I think we've watched, I mean, four or 500 of these movies. I think I've, I've liked under a dozen but I've liked a few. Like I have, like it's not zero percent. What's your what's your favorite? Um, I gotta tell you, Hallmark wise, two weeks ago there was a movie called Ghosts of Christmas Always, and it was outstanding. Um, a guy named Zach Hug wrote it. It's got Reginald Vell Johnson in it, it's got Kim Matchula in it, and it's got Ian Harding in it. And the 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 end, they kind of hallmark it up and make it this happy story, but for the better part of its runtime, I was very invested. Um, there's a movie called Snow Bride with Katrina Law that I think is is well executed. There's one, uh, Last Year Unexpected Christmas, Bethany Joy Lynn's Tyler Hines. Um, those three Hallmark Christmas movies. Um, and I, I also think that Bethany Joy Lynn's is the best leading lady. Like she understands exactly what the vibe is here. And so when she's in a movie, it tends to have a little bit more gravitas to it. So 
Yeah, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but I because we've met so many fans, we go to these Christmas conventions and so many of these actors, like I don't like the movies. I don't. They're not like you can ask Brand. I will routinely boo during the movie, like there's an audience there. Um, and sometimes I'll throw things. But if the worst part of your job is watching a movie made in 15 days, it's a pretty great job. And the people that make them are wonderful and lovely. And you know, if I had 15 days to make a movie, it would turn out way worse than Rocky Mountain Christmas. And so as soon as I flipped that paradigm, it was like, I no longer hate him. I love to hate them. Something that I can side with you, Dan, on that that frustrates the heck out of me is there was just a Christmas movie that they did where they were featuring a guy who was in the army. And this woman just like went to the <laughs> army to like on That's Christmas. Right. Like, what was that one? I, I mean, you guys know these better than me, but I hate when they do. It's my gro- my grown up Christmas list. Yes. She just she shows up at army. Yeah. She shows up at army and it's like, like in the woods of I'm- Russia. Yes. <laughs> In the woods, in the middle of nowhere, snow on the ground. She's like, knock, 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 Army. I'm here to see my husband. Um, and breaks every rule of Army in the process. Well, they had it already is... broken all the rules because he didn't have the right haircut. They had an improper uniform. <laughs> yeah. It made me crazy. I was like, why are they doing this? I will say this. Hallmark has a tradition of making movies about the troops. And it's a tradition they really should stop. Uh, and it's it's <laughs> not because we don't love the troops. We love the troops. To, to make a Hallmark movie about the troops uh, just uh, cuts out at the knees the things that the troops do and the regiment that they follow that make it honorable and sacrificial. And so it, you know, it's very manipulative a lot of times when they do movies about the troops. And when they get army stuff wrong, oh man. Like, that's just assault in the wound. Like, it's, you know, if you're the someone... Whole, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't get over it. I was, I couldn't even enjoy the movie because I'm like, those aren't barracks. You don't get <laughs> Christmas lights. Like, you do what? He had, like, an Ikea bed. I, first of all, it wasn't even a bunk bed. And the uniform was off. And, like, yeah. the whole thing was crazy to me. I'm like, anybody who's watching this, and I imagine that a lot of the audience also has some sort of military connection or some sort of, you know, because a lot of folks in the South and a lot of, you know, families watch these. I was like, there's no way that other people aren't watching this right now like why would you so poorly represent the united states army i I don't know if i've ever seen a really good one a good hallmark Um, troops movie even i'm okay (laughs) retiring that i think we can all just agree we love the troops and that's uh, that's good that's That's right merry christmas we love the troops we love the the troops we don't need one of those this year Did you ever get hit with a cringy memory of your 13-year-old self out of nowhere and suddenly you're panic sweating and laughing at the same time? Don't, don't worry, don't worry. We all get that. It's because being an adolescent is one of the most visceral shared experiences we have as people. And we want to talk about it. Join me, Penn Badgley, and my two friends, Nava and Sophie, on Podcrushed as we interview celebrity guests about the joys and horrors of being a teenager and how those moments made them who they are today. New episodes of Podcrushed are out now wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. After season one aired, I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. And of course, my 90-year-old mom, Judy. All hail old women. 
Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out now from Lemonada Media. There are, like you said, real people behind these movies who are awesome, who are doing incredible writing. And I feel like they've been getting better. The Hallmark movies have been, for all the joking we do, getting better. Have you gotten to meet any of the Hallmark stars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of them. Yeah, a yeah. lot of I mean, we it, honestly, there's, you know, uh, a few that everybody talks about as like the, the big ones. Like we haven't met Candace Cameron and we haven't met Lacey Chabert. Uh, but we've be- met a lot of like the people that in the Hallmark circle, like Hallmark fans love these people, like Tyler Hines, Chris Palaha, uh, Nikki Deloach, Andrew Walker, Ashley Williams. Yeah, that are staples in this specific world. So like the people that don't watch Hallmark movies that have somebody in mind as to who is in a Hallmark, we probably have not met them. But the people that are actually making the, them on a regular basis, we've met uh, almost all, everybody. Hallmark at this has point. signed a handful of actors to long-term deals to make a four or five, six pictures for them. And we've met virtually all of those people. So, so aside from Lacey, um, who's, who's kind of the, the reigning queen around uh, of Hallmark. Uh, and you know, Nick, but Nikki Deloach is who's the, who's the queen for us. It's Nikki Deloach. Uh, you know, Nikki okay. Deloach is a friend of the show. She's also a really talented actor and she teaches acting too, but she's very gifted. And she has done like, when you think of that Hallmark plot line, that everyone thinks is every Hallmark movie. She's the best at making those come alive. She did a movie called two turtle doves with Michael Rady uh, and, and it, it deals with grief and it deals with loss and pain, which a lot of Hallmark movies don't do. And this was in 2019 and she makes it really, really work. And she's made a ton of these movies. Um, I feel like she's had a dead relative, leave her something in a will no less than a half dozen times. So like the way she, God intended, the way God intended. <laughs> amen. And she, and like, she, just is such a natural and she's so funny and so kind gives so much money and time to charity serves on the board of like the LA children's hospital. Like she's the best. We, we love her so much. And so for us, like we, we stay in Nikki Deloach pretty hard. I actually got to meet a Hallmark star on accident one time when I was visiting Nashville, Tennessee. And I have to tell you, it was kind of like a Hallmark movie for me. <laughs> we were at um, an event and Aaron Cahill was there because they were filming The uh, Secret Ingredient or had just wrapped with her husband, Paul. And she was like, can I take you guys somewhere? Me and my wife. And I was like, yeah, OK, where are we going? And we went to the um, the American Legion, which had like a honky tonk night. <laughs> And we ended up having like Miller Lights and Boot Scoot and Boogie in with Aaron Kale from I mean, the Hallmark movies. And honestly, it was the most magical, it was around Christmas time experience I've ever had. And it's so weird when you see these folks who live in these universes that don't exist and can't exist, exist in an equally kind of like odd space, like a like a honky tonk in, in Nashville, Tennessee. I mean, does life get any better it than sure Miller doesn't. Lights and line dancing? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> It really doesn't. And so I was wondering if you had any sort of like fun stories about the folks behind Hallmark um, that we maybe don't get to know about them. So many. I mean, we've gotten to spend some quality time with a lot of these folks. Um, Chris Palaha, who is our first, he's been in, gosh, 
got to be close to 10 of these things, right? With Mystery 101 over 10. Um, and he, he was our first guest on the show in 2018. And we have a legitimate friendship with him. I would not say he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of ours, um, a dear friend. And we, before COVID, we got to go out to LA and he took us out for sushi. So like we, uh, um, you know, he was like, I'm going to take you to this sushi place in Los Angeles. It's called Katsuya, which I had never heard of, but we went and like, I'm sitting in there and we got there before he did. And I see iron chef, Alex Garnaschelli, like walk in just to go, just to go to a table to sit down. And I'm like, Oh, this is a higher class of restaurant than what (laughs) I'm used to. Uh, and so he sits down with us and he's just ordering stuff. Like, he's just like, bring us this and bring us this and bring us this. And everything he, Brandon doesn't even like sushi. I hate it. And and everything he brings out is freaking amazing. Just like unbelievable. Um, and uh, and then afterwards, we went to a bar uh-huh. and hung out and just like spitballed some Christmas ideas with him. Um, and it was cool, man. It was awesome. Like, it was a really cool experience. And so we, we've had those opportunities with a lot of people. Yeah, I don't smoke cigarettes uh, and would not advise it. But when Tyler <laughs> Hines is rolling a cigarette next to you and says, do you want to roll a cigarette with me? You say yes. Uh, and so, yeah, I rolled a cigarette with Tyler Hines. Right. We walked outside. It was very cold. I hated every second of smoking, but I love that guy. And it was a blast yeah. doing that. So I think it's it sounds cool. It does sound like a cool, unique experience. Like who still rolls their own cigarettes? Hallmark stars. They're just they're in a world of their own. That's right. They're just doing yeah. their own thing. Well, I mean, we had we do a little festival here now uh, called Bramble Fest, where all of our big time supporters like come come to Greenville for a weekend, and we do like all these different improv podcasts all weekend long. We watch movies together. And uh, this year, Andrew Walker joined us uh, and Antonio Caon joined us for the entire weekend. We're very thankful and blessed that we get to do those things because people have been very generous of their time. I mean, we ate trash can food with Nikki Deloach. That's true. Uh, We were all at the first Christmas con ever and we're all there just hanging out, signing stuff. and, And then we're starving. We've not had anything to eat all day. And we go to the green room and this guy is wheeling a trash can and they had all this concession food that was sitting on the top of the trash can. And, <laughs> and Nikki Deloach is like, that looks great. So we all took, oh. a, we literally all took a slice of pizza out of the trash can and we ate with Nikki, De, like we had trash can food with Nikki Deloach. So and, like, then, and then COVID started. And then COVID and I'm, started. I'm, like the next I'm not, saying, of it's, that. I'm not yeah. saying it started there, but. But you never know. You if never if know. you eat food out of a trash can in New Jersey, that does start a pandemic. <laughs> it absolutely does. Yeah, it absolutely it does. does. <laughs> I feel like we're, we're getting into the dark side into how the, the hallmark really works behind the scenes. We're rolling our own cigarettes. That's right. We're going That's right. to honky tonks. We're eating out of the trash. <laughs> That's right. Now, you said earlier <laughs> that a lot of these movies are made in just two weeks. And I was reading that they usually have a very small budget, like yeah. $2 million, which sounds like a lot. But $2 million is what it costs to produce like the episode of like a sitcom sometimes That's or right. a television show. Um, what do you know about the process of doing a movie in two weeks? I mean, that seems very difficult. When did they do this? So they, uh, we, this was fascinating to me. Filmmaking has always been fascinating to me. And basically if they can, the actors get together on set a week before they start filming and they get, they get basically at the most a week to like meet each other, hang out, talk about scenes. Um, and then, yeah, it's a tip typically is a 15 day shoot. Um, and then the turnaround time, like Chris told us they shot Rocky mountain. He got called to make Rocky mountain Christmas after Thanksgiving 
And the movie premiered on television that year on December 22nd. So they called a guy to come to Canada and they shot an entire movie. They edited it full post-production and put it on TV in three full weeks, which is crazy. I mean, the fact that we can produce a podcast every day is impressive, but putting a full (laughs) movie together and editing it in that amount of time is absurd. So I do think that is the exception. That's not how they normally do it. That would have been probably just a bad day. Uh, like they realized they needed to fill one. They're like, Oh no, (laughs) let's knock it out. (laughs) See what happens. Um, but to your point, the qualitatively they're getting better. And I think part of that with my guess under a new leadership, they've been under a new leadership since what January of 2020. I feel like they scheduled them way better. Like it used to be, I feel like, 30 different projects were filming at one time and they're using like everyone they can find to film and grip and gaff and all that stuff. And now I feel like they try to pace the Christmas movies out over the year, which gives you the ability to give them all the time and attention that they deserve. So you note that there's been new leadership at the Hallmark Channel since 2020, and that's been noticeable because a, a couple of the stars have left and they've gotten knocked for leaving, uh, accused of not wanting to change, not wanting to be more inclusive. Um, can you talk a little bit about who is the new leadership at Hallmark? And I personally think they've been doing a great job with making the movies more inclusive, making the characters and the, the plot lines a little bit more believable to the way the world is now. But what made them change leadership back then? Well, uh, yeah. Well, there's a lot to it, uh, depending on who you talk to. But in December of 2019, there was uh, a commercial that aired during a Hallmark movie that featured um, a lesbian kiss at a wedding. It was like a one-second kiss. Um, a lot of, by a lot, I mean a, a, a small amount of people got really upset about it. Um, and at the time, the leadership decided to pull that. A month later, that CEO uh, left, got fired, whoever you talked to. Um, he would say it's a coincidence. We would say, who knows? Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, months later, they end up hiring uh, Juan Lucas. Lucas, who's uh, been heading it up since. Um, and yeah, they've made a lot of changes, um, not just in the types of stories that they're telling, but also in like the way that they're telling them. Like, for example, we've already talked about Ghost of Christmas always, but it is a movie that just wouldn't have aired on Hallmark Channel two years ago um, just because it is so outside the box of like, it's, it's not the traditional, uh, uh, big town, uh, girl going back to the small town. Like it's not that story. It's very different. It's following a ghost. That's right. So, uh, it's just different. And, but it's also like really cool and exciting. And I think, uh, for people that watched every single one of these, um, every week, it's been really fun to not know exactly what you're getting into. Whereas a couple years ago, yeah, you by by and large you knew. And I still love those movies. Like I that you know, there's there's a part of me that when a, a standard traditional Hallmark Christmas movie comes on, I'm like, yeah, this feels right. This feels good too. <laughs> so I think there's still a place for like small town, big town uh, switch them ups. Uh, but <laughs> it's also nice to have the the ghost movies and yeah. uh, a, a movie where three Hallmark hunks are in one movie together with three wise men and a baby. Yeah. So I th- it's exciting. Yes. I, I would say this. I think that there was a misconception on Hallmark's part that Hallmark felt as though they were making movies for 
people in middle America who were retreating from the rest of TV to find some sort of weird, like homogenous safe space. And the goal of our podcast is for like, you don't have to even celebrate Christmas to hopefully enjoy our podcast. And I think that's the beauty of it is our goal is to bring joy. That's all we're trying to do is bring joy. And if you're making movies that are all supposed to end happily, then your goal is to bring joy too. And by widening the net of who can see themselves like receiving joy in a holiday movie that can't hurt right? Like by widening the net and saying, Hey, whatever your background is, you can see yourself having a Merry Christmas and a happy holidays on screen and having that cheesy, uh, love connection pay off for you just like anybody else can. And so when they did that, the quality immediately got better. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think it's a co- I don't think they said, let's widen the net and let's take a lot more time making these movies. I think when they widen the net, the people that said, yes, we're all in to do this, they cared more, right? And so when you care about something and you're passionate about it and it's not just a paycheck, that shows. And so when Hallmark finally said, you know what, why are we just making movies for one type of person when we can make movies for everybody? Then the people that were involved inherently did a better job. Um, It's exciting to watch it happen. And so kudos to Hallmark for them getting on board with that. I agree. And I think we've seen, like you said, actors coming to the channel that we wouldn't have maybe expected to see before because of the diversity that's in these movies. And like you said, it's something they can be proud of. I think it was called Campfire Christmas and it starred Corbin Blue. I thought that was one of their best works. I loved the director and the screenwriter for that. And Mm -hmm. I loved Corbin's work in it. It featured um, a gay... Uh, storyline that wasn't just like a side story. It was a main and realistic story in addition to interracial relationships. And none of it felt like they were checking a box. Like they really had moved past this, okay, well, let's check a box and include diversity as like the best friend who shows up just in two scenes. It really felt integrated and it felt authentic. And it felt like, yeah, I could I could see that happening. I mean, I don't know if I could see all of the other things that happened to the movie. <laughs> Exactly happening. And they're also bringing in a lot of newer and younger talent too, which is exciting. Like I think Hallmark is still trying to figure out how do we get – like the a younger demo, like what what does that look like? And I, you know, they they're doing a lot of different things. They're getting younger talent. They're throwing their movies on Peacock, just trying to figure out how do we get younger people to watch us that don't know what linear cable is and doesn't they don't care uh, who Lacey Chabert is. Like how who do we who do we get to cast and how do we get these movies in front of people? And I, I think that you know it's they're doing a good job of that. And there's a lot of people that we've seen over the last year that's never. Done on a Hallmark movie that we're like, we really like them and we hope to see more of them. So it's a, it's a lot of fun right now. Yeah, I really hope that they get TikTok stars for the next Hallmark movie. I mean, if we're going to be reaching the youth. Yeah, let's, let's just start a hashtag V for Hallmark. Let's Ooh, get, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's oh, do it. Don't think that I didn't submit myself to a walk-on role in Hallmark, which you can do at the Hallmark website. You can like win a sweepstakes to be right. a, yes. an extra. I'm telling you, they have to need a newscaster, and I feel like I would be the person for it. I could definitely exactly like tell right. them where Santa is in the world. I love it. Hi, I'm June Diane Raphael. And I'm Jessica St. Clair. And each week we are sitting down to talk all about life's twists, turns, and absurdities on The Deep Dive. 
From exploring the depths of TikTok, which is our only news source, to navigating the complexities of grief and loss, we are just two best friends behind a mic processing life together. This podcast is all about finding the silver linings in the madness. So get ready for unfiltered conversations about motherhood, careers, pop culture, and everything in between. Here at The Deep Dive, we're all about community. We believe in the power of sharing experiences and the strength that comes from supporting one another. And we would love to have you with us. So be sure to join us every Wednesday on The Deep Dive from Lemonada Media, wherever you get your podcasts. Two young fathers are shot to death outside an iconic Utah restaurant. I said, your dad has been hurt really bad. The grief was disorienting for those left behind until one choice changed everything. I just remember writing this letter and it wasn't me writing it. Can a personal decision shape generations? We're all falling for this guy's trick. I'm Amy Donaldson. Season two of The Letter, Ripple Effect, is available now. Follow us at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Outside of the the podcast that you guys have that is such fun, again, it's called Deck the Hallmark, and I literally actually listen to it every week with my wife. We have a blast with it. You also have a book, I'll Be Home for Christmas Movies. Tell me a little bit about the book. Yeah, so we wrote a book with our good friend and co-host, Alonzo Duraldi, uh, who's a film critic for The Wrap in Los Angeles, California. And the book is basically your guide to planning a Hallmark Christmas movie watching party. So there's 117 reviews of ours that have been kind of reduced into a couple pages to give you the highlights of what you should look out for and what's funny about the movie. There's a couple of essays uh, from Brian and myself and our, our co-host Panda of like why Christmas means so much to us because it does. Then there's recipes and there's a bingo card where you can like play bingo with the, the movie of like if you see an empty cup or you have a baking montage or you, you know, see a mom that looks the same age as her daughter or whatever. Uh, you can do all that. There's drinking games. There's cocktail recipes. So it's got a little bit of everything in it. Um, and it's it's a book we're really, really proud of. And it turned out amazing. Um, and we released it last year, almost a year ago to the day. And so you can buy that wherever you, you get books. And then this year, we actually wrote a children's book as well um, called When's It Gonna Be Christmas Again? And uh, kind of under the radar is a self-published yeah. joint. It's different. It's not going to be found everywhere, but it's a passion project for sure. We both have kids and we wanted to write a book. Uh, and just the idea of reading a book to your kids that you wrote is fun, but yeah. also to see illustrations of them. And it yeah. is really fun. They get really excited about it. Correct. Um, but it's a book that was kind of, uh, inspired by one of Dan's kids who's obsessed with Christmas and also Dan's, uh, coworker who's also obsessed with Christmas. <laughs> uh, that's just constantly asking when's it going to yeah. be Christmas again. And we're really proud of it. We love it. And, uh, hopefully people, uh, with kids and without kids will pick it up and, uh, have a good time with it. So as experts on Christmas, how are you guys getting ready for the holiday season? Mm, mm. I, I am, uh, yes, Ben getting ready. Brandon and I Brand, are neighbors. Brandon Brand stays I'm ready. Brandon yeah, and I are true. neighbors. Like our houses are maybe 12 feet apart from each other. And his lights 
are already up at his house and have been since after Halloween. That's right. That's right. I actually was putting them up before Halloween and Dan drove by, got mad at me. And I said, I'm not turning them on until after <laughs> Halloween. So just relax. Um, and uh, I have my tree up already. We made our first batch of Christmas sugar cookies over the weekend. I've already polished those off. It's been really good. Uh, watching Christmas movies is much fun. I mean, the best thing about this job is that I get to watch Hallmark Christmas movies during the day and still have time at night to watch like the classic Christmas movies that I also love like elf and Christmas story. And, uh, there's just, I, I love it. And so every day I'm, I'm, I have been doing something Christmassy for a solid month now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in it to win it. So you're an advocate of like pre Thanksgiving. Yeah. How, do you include Thanksgiving or are you just kind of like, Oh my God, I can't wait for it's like 4th of July, Christmas. That's right. I, pretty much, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> fireworks finish fizzling out and he's like, where's the holly? I think the people that, uh, and I, you know, I'm not trying to upset any, uh, large community of people that wait until after Thanksgiving, but I'm going to upset you because I don't think anybody is really that attached to Thanksgiving. Like, yes, we like it. We do like eating, but we also eat every day. So let's like simmer down a little bit. Uh, like, what's the big deal? I we're it's it's it, what is so special about turkey that it's like God forbid the turkey hears the Christmas song by Nat King Cole before you eat it. Like, who's why are we why are we so attached to this? I don't I don't think it has anything to do with a dead turkey hearing music. Well, that's not what I, I want to be very clear. Um, I. I'm not a huge Thanksgiving guy. I like Christmas. I just happen to believe that if something is around all the time, it loses the thing that, like, if you highlight a whole page, but it's not then all none the of time. it's highlighted. I'm just asking so, for an extra couple weeks. It, no, 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 no. Not, not an extra couple weeks. You're putting your lights up before Halloween. That's an extra, like, six weeks. Um, yeah, And, and okay. if you get those six weeks, you're going to keep going. You're going to be like Howard no, Dean. I'm not a mouse you give that me, you give a cookie Give me to. Halloween. Give me Labor Day, the no. 4th of July. That's no. what's going to happen. No, no, no. I Listen. <laughs> it's a slippery slope, Brand, because you could Nightmare Before Christmas theme for right. your Halloween, and then you you get a couple more weeks. Uh, listen, I know that I'm the exception to the rule here uh, that I, if it, like, I do listen to Christmas music all year, and I don't care if you do that or not. Like, my thing is I'm sick of people looking down on me like Dan every day looking at me in disgust because I'm already listening to Christmas music. Like I, it's just uncalled for. Well, that's a, to say that is just not accurate. <laughs> I want to be very clear. My kids ask to listen to Christmas music every day. Dan tries to act all nice for you, V. He, he's a no. monster. He's a monster. <laughs> and I know you can read between the lines. <laughs> Well, we do have some movies to look forward to that are coming up. I personally, like you mentioned, I am looking forward to The Three Wise Men and a Baby because I just think I love when they like almost remake another classic movie, but they make it hot. They like hallmarkify it. Mm -hmm. Those are yeah. some of my favorite ones. Um, also, Haul Out the Holly, I think will be a very mm -hmm. funny one. Um, and then there's some food ones. I'm not sure if they're new, but I'm excited to watch them. I'm like looking at my wife's app and deciding like which ones I'm going to do. Right. Christmas at the Golden Dragon and yeah. our Italian Christmas memories. I do love a yeah. food holiday theme. Which ones are you excited for? Um, there's another, uh, my big fat family Christmas 
is one I'm excited <laughs> about. Uh, Christmas is that what it's called? My big it's something like I think they've changed. They changed it a the name. Bit. It was a, originally my big fat Chinese Christmas. That's right. And oh, then they changed okay. it, but it's it's directed by Jennifer Lau, who directed a movie for Lifetime called A Sugar and Spice Holiday, and it was one of the most like culturally apt depictions of another culture. So like you mentioned earlier how it's not just like a coded gay couple in the movie. And then the next step is having like openly gay people in the movie, but like in complete fish out of water scenarios or people of color. Like I remember watching a movie and it's like, we checked the diversity box because there's a black family that's like living next to an ice fisher in Wisconsin. Okay. I I don't know. Like how, like how accurate that is. Um, and so now we've finally gotten to where it's like, let's meet people in the culture where they exist and where, they se- where they're celebrated. And Jennifer Lau made this movie uh, called Sugar and Spice Holiday, and it was amazing. Like I learned about, my wife is Asian American, and I learned about this great Asian family and their, the food that they eat and how they celebrate. And she's directing this movie for Hallmark this year, and I'm very excited about it because I think even if I don't necessarily like the movie, the formulaic idea of the movie, you're going to get to see uh, people in a time and place that makes sense. And it's it's going to feel organic and it's going to feel like it's made with integrity. So that's the one. That one, and obviously, Three Wise Men and a Baby. But yeah, that would be the one. There's a lot that I'm very excited about. Yeah. But I will throw out that I'm excited about the last one of the year, which is Hanukkah and Rye, while we're trying to expand the net a little bit. Uh, I love uh, is it Jeremy Jordan. Is that the guy? Yeah. His name. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Jeremy he's Jordan. Great. I'm really bad with names, but I do love him. Um, <laughs> I think he's really fun, and I'm excited about that. He brings a lot of fun and whimsy to it. And also, uh, last year's Hanukkah movie from Hallmark happened to be one of my favorites of the year, and I'm just hoping that they can get, get, yeah, continue. Eight continue. gifts of Hanukkah last oh, year was, was pretty So pretty good. good. So yeah, good. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And also, um, yeah, I don't know. All of them, I guess, would be the easy thing to say. All of them. Every single one. Can't get enough of your favorite Lemonada Media podcasts? By subscribing to Lemonada Premium today, you'll gain access to fun and inspiring bonus content from all of our podcasts across the Lemonada Media network. As a subscriber, you can listen to never-before-heard interview excerpts, behind-the-scenes segments, and continue to uncover new ways to make life suck less through all of our exclusive subscriber audio. Check out a free trial of Lemonada Premium today in the Apple Podcast app by clicking on our podcast logo and then the subscribe button. People love to pretend that there are simple formulas for living your best life now. Eat this and you won't get sick. Manifest it and everything will work out. But there are some things you can choose and some things you can't. And it's okay that life isn't always getting better. I'm Kate Bowler, and on Everything Happens, I speak with kind, smart, funny people about life as it really is. Beautiful, terrible, and everything in between. Let's be human together. Everything Happens is available wherever you get your podcasts. So we have all the Hallmark merch too, because you got to like, you know, team it out. So we have like the little pillow. We have the sweatshirt that says sure. like, don't bother me. I'm watching my Hallmark movies. She has like right. a variance of glasses that say like, this is, I don't know, my Holly juice and different, very, <laughs> very silly stuff. And I don't care. I love all of it. I'm here for yeah. literally all of it. We have so little joy in this world. Get yeah. it all. And we have like the official Hallmark 
popcorn bowl that really does uh-huh. only come out for Christmas in July and actual Christmas to make it special. And popcorn's our go-to snack. What are you guys eating when you're watching? Oh, it's hard. I, well, when we watch during the day here at the office, we have a lot of just random stuff that fans of the podcast have sent in. So I don't feel like we have one specific thing, but I'm a, I'm a, a sweets guy. So I love cookies and You're big Christmas cookies, love boy. Christmas yeah. cookies, sugar cookies, brand just boy. like he's a big fan. I love it, but I do love standard popcorn. Big fan of that. Salt and Vinny's are Salt my favorite vinegar chips. chips yeah. yeah. I like it. I don't do this here at the movie theater. I always throw the, uh, Peanut M and M's in the popcorn. That's the oh, go-to that's for pro me. move. Yeah, that's a pro move. move. Yeah, but uh, I will say, like, I'm pretty like the things I like are Diet Coke, sour candy, and Reese cups. Like, those are the things that I like. Uh, you know, a Diet Coke and a seasonal, like a Reese's Christmas tree. Like, I, I think the seasonal Reese cups are better. I think they taste better. Like, there's, there's science behind it. Yeah, because it's fresher. They made them just for that season. Also, so, the edges. Yeah, there's yeah, it just, just feels better. like it's a better ratio. Yeah. So sour like some sour patch kids, some Reese cups and a diet coke, I'm thrilled. Yeah, the only time I'm eating a little Debbie cake is when it's in the shape of a Christmas tree and that is once a year and it is such a treat <laughs> or like so the good. the cosmic brownies that come out with the red yes, and white sprinkles I on them. I them yeah. last night and I Heck ate yeah. all five. Red would be <laughs> Yeah, proud. you can't help yourself. It's like, they only put I, five in the box and I'm like, "Well, I'm here." And I eat four and I'm full. But there's that one more <laughs> looking at me and I'm like, "Well, let's be honest." Yeah. <laughs> That's not made it to tomorrow. I just picture Bran like with a gingerbread house and gumdrops, just like all the happy Christmas things, enjoying yourself. That's that's correct. Yeah. So we're gonna. Yes. I have a game for you guys to play with me because you guys I have some fun on your show. I wanted to make sure that we had a little fun here today too. And the oh, game boy. is called "Where Are You Christmas." So I'm going to describe to you a tradition from another country, and you're gonna oh. see if you can guess where <laughs> that is. Oh man! I, we are uh, going to be so bad at this. I feel like I am going to be unintentionally offensive, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you name a country, Bram won't be able to tell you the country. So, I, oh I'm, my god, I'm pretty sure this. I is apologize go to humankind <laughs> in advance. In this country, a 42 foot high, 23 foot wide, 3.6 ton straw goat is put on display for all to visit. It even has a dedicated live stream so folks around the world can tune in and just like, I don't know, make sure it doesn't like Frosty <laughs> the Snowman style come to life, I guess. Where are you, Christmas, with a massive straw goat on display? Oh my God. Are we this, playing against each other? Or are we trying to sounds like, yeah. I think we're, we can both give a okay. guess. This sounds like somewhere in that, like, this sounds like Finland, Sweden, Norway area. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Finland, Finland, final answer. I'm going to go with Latvia. <laughs> okay. Latvia. What if He's going right? to go with Latvia for everyone to be safe. Yeah. I can already feel this. <laughs> That's a good strategy. Yeah. Dan, you were the closer one. It is Sweden. I almost it said Sweden. it. Man. You almost had it. I literally <laughs> started with the swoo and went Finland last Man, minute. And you hate to see you it. Just, yeah, you I can know. see it in the farmland. Like yeah. You can kind of see that's where that would make mo- the most sense, I feel like. Swinland. Yes, yes, Swinland, yes. yes. In this next country, Christians make up less than 1% of the population, so there isn't much Christmas the way that we know it, but that doesn't mean that there's no holiday spirit since December 25th, 1975, thanks to a wildly popular Kentucky for Christmas marketing campaign, residents of this country head to KFC for a meal. 
Yeah, I, I think I know KFC this one. is so popular, it causes some people to order their boxes months in advance or stand in two-hour-long lines. Where are you, Christmas? I'm pretty sure, do you know this? I'm pretty sure this is Japan. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is Japan. I also think that it's Japan. You got it. It's Japan, yes. which I <laughs> I was like very surprised to learn, but it makes sense to me. I mean, I was like, you know, that sounds good. I've never thought of getting KFC instead of like having to like haul out the whole turkey and ham and do the well, whole thing. To be like my uh my wife's uh mom is from Vietnam and like at their house, Christmas dinner is like my favorite meal. It's like they start with like egg rolls and then it's Alaskan king crab. These are still like appetizers. Like we're like king crab and egg rolls. And then we have like this hot pot with like this, like these rice paper sheets and like rice noodles and lettuce. And then you can put like beef and shrimp and like peanuts and pineapple and mint and bean sprouts. You make your own spring rolls. Like it's like the best day. So like I'm here for Asian Christmas dinner. Like I'm here for the, the, the culmination of those two. Uh, give cultures. me KFC. I- <laughs> KFC Extra potato wedges for yeah. my man over here. That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> I know. At my house, the only meal my mom knew how to make when she married my father at 19 was baked stuffed shrimp and filet mignon. So that's what we get to have because Uh, she knows how to make exactly two things. And that's pretty big. There's worse things in those. There are worse things. Two good ones. Two good (laughs) ones. Yeah. Yes. It's the only time she cooks in the whole year. And it's the fanciest meal we definitely have all year. I love that. Next country. In this country, children are visited by the 13 Yule lads. After placing their shoes by the window, the little ones head upstairs to bed. In the morning, they'll either have received candy, if they're good, or be greeted with shoes full of rotten potatoes, if they're bad. If you thought coal was a terrible gift, wait till you've got rotten potatoes in your shoes. Where are you, Christmas? So I've got two guesses. Do okay. you have any guesses? I want to go with Ireland. So I have two guesses. The potatoes makes me think Ireland. Yeah. The shoes make me think the Netherlands. Sure. So you take Ireland, although I think it could be right. I'm going to take the Netherlands. Very close. It is Iceland. Oh. Iceland. Oh. <laughs> a lot of potatoes and shoes in Iceland. Yeah. A lot of, I have never them. heard yeah. of this. I've never I was heard like, of this either. terrible. Did you say the 13 Yule Lads? Yes. So they believe in the 13 Yule Lads. Like we have the 12 days of Christmas. They have the 13 Yule Lads. Fantastic. An extra extra day. It's an extra deal. day or and an extra lad. lad. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and some rotten potatoes. There you go. <laughs> In this country, carolers leave a tall red candle in a front window overnight. It is a welcoming symbol of warmth and shelter for the holiday season. Where are you, Christmas? <sighs> that sounds like it could be anywhere. It sounds like it could be here. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna let's just let's just say uh England. Let's just say it sounds like something that like Canada or England, like it's, it sounds like something we would do. Um, so let's go with an English speaking country. Let's say England. Let's go to Latvia. <laughs> Latvia. <laughs> See, you had said this for the last one. This one is Ireland. Ireland oh my is gosh, with I was us. Oh, say Ireland. I was like, no, they wouldn't. Should have expanded to Great <laughs> Dad, Britain got it. and tried to. Yeah, man. Yep. No, nope, that's where the red candle tradition comes from, which I've seen so much, but I didn't know this. And for our last one and the spookiest okay. one of all, these Ooh. countries have a legend that a devil-like creature called the Krampus joins their St. Nicholas festivities on December 6th. Children are asked for a list of their good and bad deeds. Good children are rewarded with sweets, apples, nuts, and bad children worry what Krampus might bring to them on Christmas morning. 
Where are they terrifying kids with the idea of a devil-like creature that could abduct them if they were bad after making them self-sacrifice to any sins that they may have committed throughout the year? Where are they terrifying kids for Christmas? Is is Santa getting out of hand, Brandon? (laughs) Is he getting out of hand when it's like you better obey or evil devil Santa is going to ruin you? Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go and I like I'm going to have to go Germany because something in me I believe Krampus is from Germany, but I could be wrong, but that feels right to me. I am fairly certain it is Germany um from the movie Krampus where the grandma speaks German. That's right. I That's believe, why I think that. I believe it is that, but there is also just a lifetime Christmas movie that takes place in Switzerland where they have something very similar to Krampus Kramp, Krampus Krampus Krampus, but I believe it's a different name. So I'm going to I'm going to go with Dan on this one. We're going to we're going to um Team uh, DTH go go Germany. Team Germany. You are absolutely correct. The only country that could come up with a nightmare like Krampus (laughs) are friends in Germany. Yes. From the best Christmas markets you'll ever experience to the most terrifying holiday tradition of the Krampus, Germany really, you know, great place for Christmas, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's a big risk-reward situation. And I love love the Krampus movie from a couple years ago. Krampus is really fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's so spooky. It is so spooky. We are running out of time, so I want to make sure that folks know where they can find you. Where is the show? Where can they listen? Where can they buy the book? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, you can buy uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas movies wherever you buy books, uh, everywhere from Barnes & Noble to your local book seller, your bookstore. Um, uh, When's It Going to Be Christmas Again? The children's book that we wrote is available on Amazon Prime. You can buy that. It'll be in your house in a couple days. Um, You can find us on the socials at Hallmark Podcast, at Hallmark Podcast, and you can listen to us by searching for Deck the Hallmark anywhere that you listen to podcasts or by going to deckthehallmark.com. And it's, it's always a pleasure. It really is. You've been wonderful, V. We thank you so much for listening and for having us on. Um, This has been a blast. It's been so much fun. Yeah, it's been great hanging with you guys. Do you have a Christmas wish to share with the listeners? Oh, that is so sweet. Um, I just, I, my Christmas wish is always that just people will be kinder. I'm all for kindness too. Brand's actual Christmas wish is that the Orlando Magic win the NBA well, finals. Yes, but, but I, I we'll also go try kindness. to be, I try, uh, <laughs> everyone being kind is more realistic than the Orlando Magic winning the championship. <laughs> Unless everyone yeah. is kind to them and lets them win, which That's could also right. that, happen. That is a, oh boy. Forget about it. <laughs> we'll I, uh, put our energy into that. I like it. Thanks so much for being here, guys. We will see you in Evergreen. Oh, oh man. Thank you. Merry great. Christmas. Thanks, V. I just love the guys from Deck the Hallmark. In fact, I love them so much that I got to be on their show this week. So if you have never listened to their podcast, Deck the Hallmark, you can find it wherever you're listening to this one. And I talk about the movie The Holiday Spectacular, which features the Rockettes. It's super fun. We have a blast. Check it out. And hey... If you've got something fun to tell me, leave me a voicemail. Tell me how you're doing, what you're up to. That number is 612-293-8550. Be sure to tune into this Tuesday's episode where we dig into the headlines and stories you might have missed. And guess what, friends? There is even more V Interesting with Lemonada Premium. Subscribers get exclusive access to bonus content, like my chat with Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who is working on getting you a better deal from the airlines when they cancel or delay your flight. Did you even know he could do that? Yes! The Secretary of Transportation is one powerful dude. Subscribe now in Apple Podcasts, and I will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. 
The Interesting is a Lemonada Media original. Our producers are Jorge Olivares, Aria Bracci, and Dani Matias. Executive producers are Stephanie Whittles-Wax and Jessica Cordova-Kramer. Our vice president of weekly programming is Steve Nelson. Mix and scoring is by Brian Castillo. Music is by Seth Applebaum. Please help others find the show by rating and reviewing wherever you listen. And follow us across all social platforms at Vitaspear and at Under the Desk News and at Lemonada Media. If you want more V Interesting, subscribe to Lemonada Premium only on Apple Podcasts and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts or listen ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership. Hi, I'm Feminist Erin Gibson. And I'm homosexual Brian Safi. And we're the co-hosts of the Attitudes Podcast. Where we talk about LGBT plus issues, gender issues, and pop culture. Probably with much less respect than they deserve. Look, it's a wild world, and we want to help you laugh at it. Plus, we discuss everything going on in our lives. Like, what do you do when your husband accidentally starts a fire in a dumpster? And the best armpit slapping techniques to get rid of the bags under your eyes. Thanks for the advice, Mom. And of course, how to spin a wig around to achieve a brand new look. Ah, stunning. So if you're a fan of high heel shoe chairs or have a crippling fear of hot air balloons, but also believe in social justice, then this show's for you. Listen to Attitudes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jose Andres. Maybe you know me from my restaurants or maybe from Wall Central Kitchen, the organization I founded to feed people after disasters. Well, it's time for you to know my podcast, Longer Tables. Each episode, I get to know fascinating people in the most intimate way, through food. Stacey Abrams, Jojo Ma, Jane Goodall, Padma Lakshmi. I will answer questions from listeners too. Join me in building longer tables, not higher walls, wherever you get your podcasts.